Hi, how are you? Welcome to Italia 1121. Thank you so much for coming on. Being streamed in 14 countries right now. Check them out on Spotify. And let's start with a brief introduction. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Oh, wow. We're getting started already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, my name is Jodian. I'm from uh, from Far Rockaway, Queens. Uh, yeah, I make music. Um, I don't really know how to introduce myself. Um, yeah, I'm an artist. But that's a great introduction. Doesn't that say <laughs> so much, though? I mean, that, I mean, that one word makes you so vast, and that's a good thing. You know, you don't put yourself in a box. Mm, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, what are you getting into today? Today, my Eagles are playing for the playoffs. Uh, so I'm uh, in the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to watch the game remotely with my family. Uh, it's a tradition. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, potentially go to the studio, hopefully, if I still have time and the energy after the game. Um, but now I'm just going to watch the game with my fam because they're back in Philly and I'm here in New York. It's a beautiful uh, balance, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it but you know, it's kind of hard to have balance. Like, you know, when you're an artist, you got to make ends meet and you're in such a busy city. There's so many layers to be an artist. I mean, you've made yourself so vast. So I'm sure there's plenty of projects that you're working on right now. So do you want to share any of your current projects with us? Uh, currently, I'm working on some cover work for uh, uh, I'm independent magazine uh, for a media company. Uh, they're uh, shooting the CEO of, uh, what is it called, DNC Go. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a black news network uh, down in Atlanta. And then I'm finishing up an album at the moment and uh, just securing my business. Uh, T- tell us music. more about the album. Uh, honestly, I can't even, I can't even quite uh, conceptualize it yet. Uh, I started it in 2020 um, with like the release of my first five singles. And I realized that there was more to the story and that all the songs were connected. Uh, So I wanted to package them as such. And thus the idea for the album came together. So can you give us a title of the album or even a brief brief glimpse into the uh, story that you are currently referencing? Uh, well, it is uh, it's 10 songs. I can't give you the name just yet, just because I'm, I'm holding that dear to me until uh, <laughs> <laughs> until, until it's ready. Um, uh, but it, it, I can't give you the, the first title, but it is called like The Year of the Underdog. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, this, the story is, is basically my healing mm-hmm. uh, over the course of, uh, you know, the pandemic. Uh, I realized that there were so many unresolved emotional uh, so many, so much unresolved emotional trauma that I, I was just avoiding mm-hmm. um, or not addressing directly. Uh, and uh, this, the music allowed me to uh, see myself for the first time. And isn't, uh, isn't that mirror difficult to look into? It's extremely difficult to look into, but yeah. also extremely rewarding. Yeah, always. At least you know when the project is done or your piece is done or your healing and therapy through this art therapy is complete you feel lighter you know yes yeah um actually yeah <laughs> you hit that right on the head um <laughs> yeah you hit that right on the head uh i realized that um going through my healing uh it it was helping other people as well so it just kind of uh, encouraged me to push forward 
Uh, pause one second. Hold on one second. Oh, hey, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't leave her at home today. Jody, just give me two What's seconds. It's Monroe, like Marilyn Monroe. She's a poodle? She's a Bichon Freeze. I grew up with a Bichon. Yeah. I'm growing up. I'm sorry, Jodine. I'll be right with I'm you. So two perfect. seconds. <laughs> Here. Okay, then I have to look at shoes and then we'll. Like, yeah. She can sit on my lap. Oh, okay. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love her. Uh, <laughs> She's so sweet and fluffy. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll be back. All right. I, yeah. Just go ahead and... No, we'll edit it. We'll edit it. We'll edit it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm doing like okay. a million things right now. Hey, listen, we live in the city of dreams. You got to do a million things. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I got called in the set for this damn show that I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> it's killing me, man, but I'm I'm happy about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. All Hello. right. Uh, I'll probably just throw a commercial in right there, edit it out. Okay. Where were we? Oh, since we can edit things out. My name is actually Jody N, like how it's spelled. But like Jody N. Mm. Oh, is you say in Jody N? Jody N, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I I did it that way intentionally so that people would mispronounce it. Uh, it's like a little inside joke. So I love when people do, um, and I feel weird correcting them, but at the same time, I want you to uh, have it right. Cool. Let's go from there. So tell me about your name. So Jody N is something that I created. Um, my birth name is actually Khalif. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's technically Khalif, but people can't pronounce it correctly. Um, but I created Jodian. Uh, it's, it's, I, I saw a, I think it was an Eartha Kitt. Who's, who, no, was it Cicely Tyson? It was, it was one of those great actresses. I saw an interview uh, where they created a persona to protect themselves, to give mm-hmm. themselves the, the encouragement and strength to pursue their artistic dreams. Like and Beyonce, so, Sasha Fierce, and Karl Lagerfeld, Dolly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. But with Jodian, it, it kind of picked me. Um, yeah. I had, uh, my dad gifted me this uh, Michael Jordan jersey when I was a kid, maybe like 13 or 12 or 13. And I wore it everywhere, like everywhere. I still wear it everywhere. Um, and the letters fell off. So the the only thing that was left was J-O-D-N. And it happened literally right before I released my first track. And I was like, I like that name. Yeah. And it stuck and I've been using it since. And nothing ever in this world and in this life and in this cycle happens by coincidence. So that's a beautiful blessing to have received. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. You're right. I think that. Um, so... Tell me where your journey with music started. Hmm. I've always wanted to be a singer since I was a kid. Um, my mom loves to joke about how I learned how to use the VCR because I wanted to keep watching The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with those those Disney soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and uh, because like I grew up in a Muslim home, it we weren't really allowed to listen to music. So I'd always kind of sneak in and listen to it. Like I'd put my, um, my headphones inside a pillow and, and, and get to some music and put the radio on and, and just leave it on all night. And whenever I 
lay my head down. I'd, I'd sing along to whatever we had. But it, it really started. I didn't want to be an artist until um, I met my uncle. I didn't think it was possible. Until but I met what did you want to be before you realized that being an artist was an option? Uh, I wanted to be an oceanographer. Oh, I would love to see how you tap into that. Have you still held on to your love for that? Uh, my love for the ocean is still there. Um, but uh, more so, like, I've, I've taken that compassion and put it elsewhere. Uh, I had a, a career in hospitality for seven years. Um, and that's allowed me to place that compassion elsewhere. But I do want to still save the ocean as, like, my goal in life is to, to hopefully save those little critters because we need them. Uh, and it is a very special, mystical, magical place. Mm-hmm. So I spend my and night- it's very inspiring. It definitely can take your work to another level, seeing that you're working with animals, you're working with the elements, you're out of your comfort zone because you are, you know, in the city so often. That change Honestly. and that desire could probably elevate your work. Or even if you just take it to National Geographic books and basic research that are, is in armor, arm's reach. Yeah, so uh, I actually fall asleep to to this BBC uh, documentary. First of all, I love British people, so that's really cool. But then, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, but the uh, I put it on to sleep because like the the blues, the hues, the colors, mm-hmm. all of it, it just inspires me. Um, it keeps me calm. I actually live by the ocean. I live in Rockaway, Queens, mm-hmm. um, which is where I'm from. So I've always had an attachment or a love for the ocean. And, and and the wildlife that it brings to our shores. Are you a water sign? I'm a cancer. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> That's actually where <laughs> I, most of my music, like I make most of my music when I'm washing the dishes. Oh, like, the yeah. Water, yeah, there's something about the water that just does it to me. I'll start singing for no reason. That makes sense. That makes so much sense. I understand that. So let me tell you something about my childhood. My parents never made my brothers wash the dishes. So I washed the dishes every day for 18 years. Like, it feels, yeah, like, no, not 18 years. I started washing dishes when I was seven, so so 10 years. (laughs) Still, you know, still a life sentence in this bitch. But, you know, (laughs) um, that is where I also, you know, did most of my singing and thinking and, and it gave my hands in the water just it just calmed me you know i hated it but once i got started i made it work so yeah i feel that i feel that it's a good place to meditate or in the bath or in the yes. ocean yeah, yeah or just my, sitting my, by the water in the city yeah thank god i don't pay for water cuz if i did it would be like through oh, the yeah. roof sky high. Sky high. <laughs> this happen in in the in the shower you know Mm-hmm. It's at least ten thousand people in the place. At least that's where most people find their voice. To be real, yeah, of course. I mean, think about how well you can breathe with that warm air. You know, hydration. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. But we're off topic. We are off topic. So you say that you're acting, you're doing music, you're interested in the ocean. But what else? What else is exciting you? Who's whose work or someone that you're working with is exciting you right now? Well, I'm meeting like these amazing artists. Uh, my journey this past year, uh, it's surprising because I only started in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I, with this community that I've met uh, in New York City, um, it feels like I've been doing it forever. Or I've known these people forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that house party, though, uh, is a jam session on Thursdays. They inspire me, all the musicians, 
Um, it's a, a, a constant rotation, but it's it's run by Simone Keys, and um, so she's she's definitely someone who inspires me. Um, my cousin, of course, Chogi, uh, who produces on my beat. I'm not really listening to music as much. Uh, I kind of keep the same albums in rotation. What are uh, those? Give me, give me at least five. Give me at least five. five albums I keep in rotation. That's a good one. It's the Arc Android uh, Janelle Monae's first album. Um, I have really great memories. Walk. At uh, Afropunk. So, yeah, she, she's at the top of my list right now. She's been on repeat all week. Um, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Just because I love those interludes about love. Um, I've been listening to The Rockwilder a lot by Method mm-hmm. Man and Redman. Not the whole album, just that one single, uh, because I, I've i been rapping and uh, I wanted to get a better understanding of flow and breathing. And so I think those two are amazing. Um, Nas Ilmatic and, and Till Shiloh, uh, Bantan. Those are like my five right now that I'm listening okay. to. But like I'm, I'm, I'm not always listening to music. Most of the time, I'm on like a music diet because mm-hmm. I don't want the influence to kind of sneak in. Um, are, isn't influence around at all times though? Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm always conscious of the information that I intake. Even like when it comes to like my social media feed, I've kind of mm-hmm. like eliminated anything that doesn't influence me or I feel is toxic to my art or mm-hmm. just my mind in general. Uh, I watch more TV than I do anything else. You know what I have found? And, you know, someone called me out about this uh, last week. Uh, For me, I have to be self-obsessed for me to stay focused on my work. Mm, I dig that. Because, and when I say self-obsessed, what am I looking at right now? What's inspiring me right now? Like, I, I... do listen to music all the time because music definitely is my fuel, but I'm very conscious. Not too much newer stuff, but I know within the first couple of seconds of a song if I like it or not, or if it's oh, yeah. going to feed me and my energy the correct way. So I completely understand that. But as an artist, for me, I feel like I have to just really be self-obsessed for me to pull pull out my best work and break myself down to the tiniest bit in order to release, um, therapeutically release this art, you know, and be my most authentic self. But I say all that, but back to you. (laughs) No, no, I I get that. Uh, Like my last, what I've been dealing with right now with the album is that I have, I have the five songs that are done. I'm still kind of picking which ones are going to go on the album. Um, but with those five songs, I sat there. Like, I sat there until they were done. Why does it have to be five? Well, those five were just sporadic. They came to me quickly. Um, I'm a bit... When, when I do finish something, I just kind of want to put it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, about you got to empty a clip. You can't hold too much on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got like two more that's just kind of sitting there. And I'm like, Arr! <laughs> I, I sit and I finish the song and um, and I just want to put it out. Uh, I stopped at five because I was like, all right, cool. We got five singles out. How do we market them? How do we promote them? How do we get more eyes on these five singles before I put out a whole project? So mm-hmm. I thought five was a good number um, uh, just to kind of give an idea of the range of as an artist of who I am, but mm-hmm. I didn't give them the whole cake before 
there's enough people watching. Um, and, and you, so you're saying you're not giving them a whole cake until there's enough people watching? Is that what you say? Until there has I, to be enough people watching? Not enough people watching, but like the timing has to be right. What's the right uh, timing though? Um, honestly, it's not my time. It's 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 God's time to be real. Like, but uh, isn't every time God's time? And uh, with us being artists and of God, all times are our times. That's why I don't. I don't think there's ever a right time. It's just now. You know, <laughs> I always feel like now is the right time. I mean, yeah, you know, this because is, it's. I mean, time is fleeting. Yes, not to be you know anxious about anything. I love or that pressure word. you. I don't want to pressure you into, you know, doing something that you don't want to do. That's not what my intentions are. But I just want to talk through it. Like, why not let it all out? Let it all hang out, whether it's perfect or not, whether it's um, five or ten. And my next question on top of that is how many tracks on an album is too many? Ah, that's a good one. That is a really good one. Um, I don't think there ever is too many. I love, I love long albums and I love short albums. I think the goal of an album is to tell a story or to put a message on. I just don't feel like my message is complete yet. What do you think your message is missing? Uh, me. I think it's missing me. For You're still finding parts of you to share? Exactly. Yeah. I, um, I'm still learning who I am. This is the first time that I've actually had the opportunity to learn or, or experience who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm diving deeper into me before I, I put the, the project out. I feel like your first album is a very important introduction to the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people don't even get the opportunity to put out a second one. Right. So I want to make sure that my first one is a, a clear cut representation of who I am as a person. When you get to that point where you feel like you found yourself or your current self in whatever time that may be, do you feel like you'll then start naming your albums after yourself? Ooh, nah. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Why not? I, think, I think I'll name them as like attributes of myself, but not mm-hmm. because, I mean, even though Jodian is me, it's not Khalif, you know, so I don't think I'd, I'd put Jodian's name on an album maybe that's, I'll put... yeah that's what i'm asking yeah definitely not your own personal name your doll your doll's name your persona <laughs> you know your sasha beers that's the second beyonce reference i've gotten today we, we live here with her she's she's welcome here <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I don't know i don't i don't know if i'd ever if i've ever if i'd ever do it like even with um the choices and the names of the songs that i picked it's always, um, my first single, the original name of it was Weed and Rosé. And um, uh, the first thing, the, one of the first people I played it for was my mom. Mm-hmm. And she loved the song, um, even though she doesn't, she doesn't listen to music. She loved the song. And um, she said, uh, you know, Weed and Rosé would, uh, would uh, probably prohibit some people from listening to it and to make it more exclusive, uh, inclusive. Uh, and then she asked me, she's like, you can be more creative than that. That and, part. Yeah. And, and so I think I could always be more creative with, with the album names or with the, with the titles of the songs. So, so as an to- artist and a cancer, when your mother said this to you, how did you take that emotionally? Because as artists, we can be very uh, emotional. 
when it comes to what my mom says, I'm Muslim, so mom's always right. Okay, she, there you go. <laughs> mom's right, and and then and then I, in that instance, she was right. He's like, oh, she's gonna hear this, so let me uh, mm-hmm. make sure. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I try not to curse on most of my records because, like, I, I got nieces and nephews and they yeah. really look up to me. So I, I just, I want to make sure that it is as inclusive as possible mm-hmm. um, and it represents something bigger than me uh, because uh, it's going it, to, I mean, it's going to go with them for the rest of their lives. I, I think about the music that my uncle put out when I was a child and, and that's carried me my entire life. It's something I'm very proud of. Does he know that that he made that such that big of an influence on you? I don't know. Um, uh, unfortunately, he passed away before I became an artist or before I started singing um, publicly. Mm-hmm. But we used to exchange emails back and forth while he was on the road, and we'd talk about like you know music stuff here and there. But I never had the confidence or the ambition to be like, "Hey, this is what I want to do." What do you think was the most pivotal moment? releasing your music um a really bad breakup tell us about it yeah uh i'd rather not go into it i mean we don't need all the details but can we just you know i mean I, i i i loved someone a lot and um and as the most i've ever felt supported i went from a really a toxic relationship to a very healthy relationship um, and um, and it was something I wasn't entirely ready for I thought I was ready for it, but I wasn't and I ended up hurting someone else in the process and um, and uh, it forced me to really look at myself and, and what I truly wanted and um, I knew I wanted to do music you know, most of the time people ask, like, well, you know, what do you want to do, et cetera, et cetera. And I kind of downplayed it a lot. Well, yeah, I'll just get a regular job or, yeah, I'll take this creative field. Knowing in my heart I wanted to do music um, and not truly understanding what that meant uh, or what it looked like. And and so I, I chose myself after, after that breakup and um, I was the best bet. That's that's really transparent of you. Thank you for sharing that. We probably won't put all of that in. I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, we have a raw cut and then we have, you know, the final form, you know. So um, this is a safe space while you're recording with me. But just so you know. So, but don't don't worry. I won't put you, air you out like that. I'm not here to do that. I'm just here to listen. You know what I mean? I dig it. Thank you. Know, you. I feel like a lot of artists doesn't, don't have the opportunity to be heard. This, who may listen to this may also be going through a breakup or a heartbreak and realize that maybe you need a creative outlet to, you know, to start music out of something that hurt you so bad is, is, is healing. And it looks like progress and is growth and is a good thing. What was the country that you just could not believe that your music was being played? Where was that? Oh, uh, Brazil. Brazil was, was a shock for me um because i've always wanted to go um i have brazilian heritage in my family um and uh yeah and i I never thought in a million years people in brazil don't even speak english like would be listening to my music um 
so yeah, that that was that was trippy for me. So what was your first release on Spotify and or title? Uh, Suppression. Suppression was my first uh, release. Uh, it's the first song I actually wrote. Well, the first song I ever finished. But <laughs> yeah, I was I was the one I did uh, all on my own. I was very proud of it. Uh, the first cut was terrible. The mix was horrible. Um, but it led me to my cousin. So I mean that that is special to me. It um, yeah, it's special to me. I um, kind of just sat around my computer. I knew I wanted to make music. I was I was watching um, Devo on repeat during quarantine, and I um, I was looking around. And I was like, I had all the equipment in my apartment, but I'm like, these guys aren't. It's like these guys. No disrespect to any other artist, but I was like, these guys aren't special. Like they're they're no different than me, and I was like, their music isn't like blowing me out the water. So mm-hmm. like I could do this. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I was like I could do it. And, I say uh, that all of the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I'm like, I, I, I can do this. Like, you know I what? Mean, There's like, a difference between someone be like, oh, I can do that and just hating on the shit and don't ever do it. And it's another yeah, thing yeah. when somebody be like, I can do that, and then they fucking do. Yeah, that's the <laughs> level of. <laughs> that's the level of creativity and you know ambition right there yeah i i like i knew i wanted to do music like even before the pandemic started it's it's funny how how the everything just was aligned like before the pandemic started um i had just got back from london and everyone had treated me like a superstar over there like i had no music out no nothing i was just regular old schmegular khalif walking around London and everyone treated me like I was a freaking star for some strange reason. It was weird. It was, <laughs> it was very, it was very strange because here in, in the States, I'm just like, I'm invisible. But there I, I was like, okay, next best thing is since sliced bread. So um, yeah. when I came, when I came back to the States, I had a whole different sense of confidence. So the moment I got off the plane, I like didn't pay my rent to go to London. And then I didn't pay my rent to order my microphone. I was like, all right, cool. I'm just <laughs> You like, know what? I always say think creatively, risk intelligently, and work passionately. And with those two decisions, though they was fucking risky, man. Hey. Hey. You know? Where can people find your Instagram? Can you let us know? That's uh, uh, J-O-D-N music. So it's Jodian music. Um, yeah, Yulami, though, was a lot of fun to make. Yulami, though, was... Uh, that's like my my pride and joy, my crown jewel <laughs> right there. Um, that's the first song I ever wrote from love. I wrote it from love. I felt good when I wrote it. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. I wasn't any pain involved or all the other songs that I have out now. There was you know some sort of pain or trauma related to it or or anger. And this one was the you know Yulami though was the first one that I wrote from love with love in my heart and um, it's special to me. But I wrote it in Costa Rica on a trip that I took on a whim. I didn't even think I was gonna go. I could not afford to go, but somehow, some way I made it happen. And um, before I left for the trip, my cousin had, we had just released Bleeding Snow. Uh, I, I only released Bleeding Snow so I could listen to it on the plane. I made it for me to listen to on the plane. <laughs> and then I built this marketing campaign in Costa Rica around it. And while I was, you know, building the content and everything, um, 
my cousin had sent me beats like you know two weeks prior to leaving um and i was just like all right cool i'm gonna listen to it when i get there and he sends me like maybe two or three at a time and the first two i listened to i was like eh, you know whatever okay and then um we're we're on this road trip across across the, the country of costa rica and we finally settle into this really cute uh airbnb across the street from this huge field of cows and i woke up first thing in the morning i'm like you know what i'm gonna listen to this beat and i'm gonna i'm gonna figure something out because i'm gonna see if i like it and the moment it came on it's like probably like six or seven in the morning i'm like standing up on the bench outside of my airbnb singing at the top of my lungs i didn't even realize it and then i like my eyes are closed and someone tapped me on the shoulder and she goes you're waking everyone up. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> so I had like a melody ringing in my head. And um, it wasn't like, there was no words, there was nothing to it. And then as we're sitting in the car, uh, one of my, my friends, uh, she she did something in, in funny and embarrassing. And then she goes, yeah, but you love me though. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, you love me though. Like we all kind of like looked around and we're like, okay. And I was like, hold on. And I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote it down in my little notebook. And as soon as I got back to the States, I put the beat on again. And I had this word. And um, while I was in Costa Rica, I had this huge cross on this older woman who was absolutely amazing. And I had to, in my mind, I figured when I approach writing or approach creating a song, normally I do the melodies first. And, and then I try to find the words in between. Um, but with this particular song, I kind of sat down before I started doing the melodies and I was like, well, how did she make you feel? Um, what did you like about her? And I started to kind of piece by piece break down the thoughts or the ideals of this woman in my head. And then I started to place those ideals in the words and because I, I couldn't say anything to her in the moment mm -hmm. when she was like looking at me and smiling and flirting. I couldn't say anything. just my heart, I couldn't work up the nerve to do it, but I could write it in a song. <laughs> that is some very ca cancer energy right there. That is very heavy. That's beautiful and very loving. I like yes, that. I, yes, I wrote I wrote a song. I, I wrote it originally for her, like <laughs> it had like little voice notes from uh, videos of our trip and and stuff like that. And I kind of pieced the words around the videos and the clips of our voices going back and forth. And then um, the final cut, we pulled the voices and we had the song and I was like, wow, this is, so that's my, that's my crown jewel. That's my baby. <laughs> well, if you like to listen to You Love Me Though, it is streaming on Tidal and Spotify. So please go check it out. And at the end of this episode, we will play a snippet of it so you can get a taste of his music. I just want to let you know, we invite artists on to Atelier 1121 to let them know that we notice you, we see you, we love your work. And we know you're destined for great things. And, you know, sometimes it may not seem perfect and things may seem quite difficult at times, but you are definitely blessed with a gift that is going to take you extremely far. Thank you. So I just want to end this podcast with asking you to please share all of your handles that you can possibly share so that people can reach out to you, people can support, people can listen to your music, people can cash app you, all of the above. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, well, you can find me on. First, let's do the cash at one first. <laughs> dollar you know sign. that's right. <laughs> uh, dollar sign Jody in twenty eight is my cash app. Um, and uh, I'm I'm on Jody and Music on all social media, except for TikTok. I'm Jody and Music twenty eight because someone hacked my TikTok, and <laughs> so I'm starting over on TikTok. And um, and you can find me at jodianmusic.com. The website will be re-released this, the twentieth of this month. So I'm excited for that. And um, yeah, that's me. That's, that's everything. Awesome. And just the cash app one more time for the road. <laughs> Let's add that cash app one more time. Dollar sign Jodian J O D N twenty eight. This is Jodian, and you're listening to Italia eleven twenty one. I will talk to you again soon. I will be posting very soon and you keep in contact. You hear me? I will. I promise. I promise. <laughs> All right. All right talk to you very you. soon. Thank All you. Right. Bye.